Hello and welcome to another edition of Discover Mercer County Business. I'm your host, Rod Wilt, and I'm the Executive Director of Penn Northwest Development Corporation, and we are Mercer County's Pennsylvania Certified Economic Development Organization. Our motto is, make it in Mercer County, and our role is to create low-cost financing solutions for recruiting, retaining, and growing jobs and business opportunities in every corner of Mercer County. The sole purpose of this program is to showcase people and organizations that are making things happen here. We interview them to find out why they've chosen Mercer County, Pennsylvania as a great place to live, work, and play. We are producing this show in conjunction with Teal College students, faculty, and staff, and we're coming to you from the state-of-the-art TV and radio studios in the James Pettus Communications Center here on Teal's campus in Greenville. If you would like to connect with our improvement movement team, to see how you can make it in Mercer County, please visit our website at penn-northwest.com or call us at 724-662-3705. You can also find us on YouTube by searching Penn Northwest Development Corp or connect with us on LinkedIn and other social media platforms. We hope you enjoy this edition of Discover Mercer County Business and with that, we welcome to our program today, Eric Carmacy. Eric is the division chief at the West Central Job Partnership. Uh, they have two locations, one in Mercer, one in Lawrence County. Uh, they're in Sharon, PA. Eric, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Rod. Eric, I, I'm just thrilled to talk about the employees and employer and that relationship in Mercer County. But before we get into that, West Central Job Partnership, tell us what that means. Well, West Central Job Partnership is a 501c3. We were established back in 1986 to serve the workforce development and job training needs, not just for Mercer County, but also for Lawrence County. There are 22 organizations that do what we do across the state of Pennsylvania, and we're charged with uh, delivering those services here in, in Western PA, West Central Pennsylvania. We have operations uh, in two locations, both in Newcastle and in Sharon. And our administrative office is also located in Sharon. Uh, the overwhelming majority of our services are delivered through uh, America Job Center Network, which in Pennsylvania is branded as the Pennsylvania Career Link. And so we have about 35 employees on staff, and the majority of those folks uh, work through the, the Career Link office. How would someone come in touch with Career Link? What happens in their lives uh, for them to say, wow, I'm either mandated to or I should go down there and I got to find a job. What do I do? Yeah. Well, what we found is people are coming into our centers uh, for a lot of different reasons. And we see people every day who, you know, maybe they were making six figures yesterday and, and, and their company announced that they'll be closing. So they're in trying to visit, visit us to figure out what do I do next? We also see people who've never worked a day in their lives, people who are uh, very low skilled, uh, not making a lot of money that don't don't know where what the options are for them. They don't know um, maybe what skills they have that would be applicable to the, the current job market, and they're looking for ways to improve themselves or better themselves. Um, we also see people who are working but maybe not happy in the, in the job that they're in and want to know maybe if there's something more that they can acquire, some other skill or certificate or um, that would help promote them uh, or help uh, find them another another job. So we see all kinds of people coming through our facilities every day. And um, yeah, I want to ask you uh, on that note, 
uh, when someone comes to the facility, what do they see? What happens? And we'll talk about how sure. COVID has changed that, but in the normal course of doing business, uh, with all of our guests, I like to start like, what is normal? <laughs> and then we'll get into what's changed and hopefully we get back to normal in the future. But you know, what does someone that comes to the CareerLink, uh, what do they see when they walk through the door? Well, they're greeted by our, our, yeah, our friendly greeter I mean. at started, the front. Yeah, yeah started, absolutely. Started right there. So when you come into our facilities um, in, in Sharon, we've got um, staff on the first two, two levels of the building. When you come in, you're greeted by uh, our, our, our greeter. Um, she understand, you know, you express to her what you're there for. And we've got a number of options for people. Um, we've got assessments. We've got uh, computer resource area, which is where the bulk of the public coming in um, can access our job service um, and the computer lab in what we call the CRC, the Career Resource Center. But we also, in a normal area, and sometimes I forget what normal even is these right, days, right. Uh, hold a, a whole host of, of workshops for individuals, resume uh, writing, um, financial literacy workshops. If it's related to workforce, we probably have it. Their interview skills, interview skills, um, cover letter writing, all absolutely, that, all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. We also have all the newspapers, uh, job postings. Um, we're also LinkedIn. We we manage our own referral system, um, and we you know pre-screen individuals to match them with with job openings in the center. We also have staff who are career counselors. They're licensed, trained counselors who can provide. One-on-one uh, -on -one custom services to individuals who who qualify or who want that additional skill. Is there any cost to anybody that comes into the into the center? Absolutely not. The only thing that we charge a nominal fee for are employers who ask us to uh, proctor custom uh, examinations or assessments for them. And we have worked with a number of area businesses to help them assess individuals who apply for jobs. And oftentimes we will. Um, provide that as a custom service, but we also have off-the-shelf assessment tools for them to use as okay, well. Okay, so if I'm a business owner and I want to hire some people, but I want some testing done, I'll pay you a fee to, to do that testing and give me those independent results. Yeah, and as I said, it's a nominal fee, and typically what we do is we ask them to become members of our CareerLink, which right now uh, we're waiving membership fees, but that offers you an even uh, lower uh, rate. We're talking, you know, we're talking five, ten dollars a person per test, depending on how many people yes. are coming in. So it's it's very modest fee. It's not a money maker for us, but it just covers that added expense of having to pay a proctor uh, to be there to to be able to proctor those exams. I want I want to get into how you professionally came to West Central Job Partnership, but before we do that, you know, I really want to. My role as the executive director at Penn Northwest is to really promote business in all four corners of the county. So although you're located in Sharon, that's where the real estate is. You know, what type of outreach do you do to companies in the Greenville Realms development up through Greenville, Jamestown, over to Sandy Lake, Stoneboro, Jackson, Commerce Park, over into Grove City? You know, how are you touching the rest of the county? Well, as you know, and we find great value in being members uh, of, of the organization and the Chambers of Commerce as well. So we stay in, you know, we, we work with our community partners uh, to make sure that they understand the full palette of services that we have available so that when they're out networking with businesses, they oftentimes will make those referrals to us. But we also have dedicated staff. We have job developers and we have members of what we call the business service team. And we've asked our lead economic development agencies to sit on that team 
and these are the groups of individuals who work for us who are working more predominantly with the business customer. And they're tasked every day uh, with reaching out to those employers, oftentimes employers who are posting jobs with us, who are looking for, for talent, um, and going out and talking to them about not just the job posting, screening, and referral service that's available to them through our center, uh, but also other customized options, paid work experience, work-based learning. So Eric, when you go out into the workforce and you're meeting with a business owner, what type of services are you offer offering his uh, employees either on-site or maybe those that he wants to hire? Well, the most obvious service is the job posting, screening, and referral service. So we do have resources. We have a labor exchange system that we manage internally through the Sharon facility where folks can apply right from home. We can pre-screen those individuals and then get their resumes to those employers. But even beyond those services, as I mentioned earlier, we also have assessment, customized assessment services to be able to help with those employers. And then there's a whole host of work-based learning options. So things like paid work experience, for example. You may take a youth uh, right out of college who doesn't have the work experience but maybe has the credentials or, or degree, and we can work with those individuals uh, to sponsor them at an employer, pay them a wage while for a period of time, usually about 300 hours, um, for the employer so that they can determine if this is going to be the right fit. If it works, maybe that employer then hires them outright through an on-the-job training contract, whereas we will subsidize a portion of their wages, 50% uh, of their wages for up to six months as they're learning on the job. So wait a minute, that's two parts then, because you can almost like try before you buy with the yep. particular employee, and then once you decide you want to hire them, then you have funds, whether the source is state or federal funds, that you can then help supplement their wages? Absolutely. And even to take that a step further, Rod, we have worked quite frequently with employers to help them upskill their current employees, even employees who've been there for a number of years. If there's a particular certification or credential that's going to help promote them in that job and help also that company uh, have a more valuable employee in the process, then we can absolutely subsidize a portion of those training expenses as well. Oh, that's fantastic. And that's important for our, our businesses around the county to know that, that the, the cost of upgrading their, their people doesn't have to fall 100% on their shoulders. So I, I'm thinking hypothetically, but maybe they upgrade their IT or they bring in a new set of machines and they need to, to scale up those workers, they can actually contact your office and you can help them uh, fund some of that that training. Is that what I'm yeah, hearing? Yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, it depends on... It all depends, it, but there, still, there but at are, least it's a conversation, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's, 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 it's an option that's on the table, depending on, you know, what, what, what exactly their needs are. And these um, job training dollars, they're just not for manufacturing or, you know, blue-collar jobs. They're also for administrative support and other types of, you know, middle management type jobs. Is that is that true? Absolutely. Now, the bulk of our funding goes to support high-priority occupations, jobs that are in demand in Mercer County. But you'll see that across a number of industries, not just manufacturing and healthcare, but also in building and construction trades, business and financial services, logistics and transportation. Um, there are a lot of jo good jobs in those industry sectors um, that can enable 
mobility, upward mobility, and into a good career path. So that's where the bulk of our investments are being made in those types of jobs. Obviously, a lower skilled job or entry level requires a, a shorter learning curve, which equates to less training subsidies to enable them to, to, to get to that point. Yeah, but every dollar counts, right? Absolutely. So one of the things I learned when I started to, to work with you folks a few months ago, um, you know, I grew up in Mercer County, left, came back, left, came back. Uh, here to stay, hopefully now for a, a considerable period of time. But you always hear there, there's no jobs here. There's no economic opportunity here. You really, um, you really flipped the switch in my head about how much is going on in Mercer County. So uh, I know we're in COVID right now, but you know, even during this period of time, what is the status of the workforce in Mercer County? Well, you know, unfortunately, we still are. You know, we do have a high unemployment rate right now, and, and some industries have been hurt more than others as a result of COVID. And yet we have a lot of businesses that have never flinched, that were looking for, for qualified workers prior to COVID and have, are, have continued up until this point and are still uh, uh, searching uh, for talent. So there's certainly, uh, you know, when I think of, you know, uh, entry level to semi-skilled production jobs and typically, you know, the middle uh, middle skill, semi-skilled uh, production jobs, there's a huge demand for that right now. And we don't have a huge supply of workers who are prepared and ready to go to work in that, in that particular field. So there are a lot of things that we're looking uh, to, to try to try to offset uh, those gaps. But there are jobs. We've got employers that are calling us every day. I just looked at the job uh, posting list uh, late last week. Uh, we had 250 plus job orders in there for, for Sharon, and that's just the ones that we're managing ourselves. There are other jobs, you know, of course, people posting through Monster, Indeed, um, those types of resources that are spidered into our system. Um, well, there are definitely jobs available. Well, most people really don't touch the career link until they're laid off from a job. Is that a fair statement or, or not? Because that would be my impression, but maybe I'm not 100% correct there. Yeah, no, I would say that, you know, you're correct. I would say that the overwhelming majority of the folks who come in, you know, look, they're not coming in because life's hunky-dory, right? They've got, they've been let go. Um, they're looking to improve themselves. They're looking to advance. Um, they're looking to knock the rust off. They're looking for something uh, to, to better their lives, to improve their, 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 um, their, their, their job status. So, yeah, I mean, that being said, we also do see significant people who are working um, who maybe even are making a good wage, uh, but they're just, they're not comfortable in that industry and they're looking to, to, to make a switch. And they're looking to see where they might have transferable skills. Well, in COVID, have you seen people want to get into healthcare and people that want to get out of healthcare? Have you seen, you know what I mean? It would impact people differently depending on what their fear factor is and their personality and things like that. Absolutely. And we've seen both of that. We've seen people jump and ship in a healthcare field who you know, don't want to uh, be on put, the front line. Yeah, don't want to put themselves at risk. And we see other people who are like, I'm going to exploit this opportunity. This is a this is a career field where I can make good money. Um, they need me. And this is a great, great opportunity for me to get my foot in the door. You know, you have about a 30,000 foot view of, of all employment sectors around the county. How would you describe uh, Mercer County's uh, business environment in terms of are we multifaceted? Are we still focused primarily on manufacturing? If you were to describe Mercer Lawrence County, what, how would you describe our economy? Yeah, I would still say that we're pretty traditional um, in terms of that. We still have 
um, you know, manufacturing is our lifeblood here, and, and of course, healthcare, and that comes when you have, you know, an aging population. Um, I would love to see us, uh, you know, focus on the jobs of the future. Um, I think we, we've been talking about this for a number of years, the IT, the technology type jobs. We've got to do a better job of preparing young people, our young people, for those jobs. But we don't, we don't have to export that talent anymore. What we've seen through COVID-19 now, what's been exacerbated as a result of that, is the fact that you can work from home. You know, you could be working for a company in California right from your home here in, in, in Mercer County. But what we've got to do a better job of is getting our young people, um, and even our adults, the skills in those uh, areas of the technology where they can um, be able to, to acquire those, those jobs, even outside of Mercer County, and then use their income here to go shopping and to go yeah. eat at our good restaurants. And Yeah, I, I think, and I can speak for myself, I mean, in the last year, my, even in my mid to late 50s, age-wise, that you know, my use of technology, my knowledge of technology, huh. You know, from both a personal and a business standpoint, has exploded in the last 12 months. Have you seen that uh, amongst the workforce as well? Absolutely. We and we've made a lot of adjustments and accommodations, even for our own staff, to be able to continue to connect as they have worked from home. So things like uh, voiceover, uh, internet protocol, telephone systems, where folks can literally unplug their office phones and take them home, and plug them in at home, and be able to answer them as if they're there. Um, cell phones, laptop computers, Zoom subscriptions. Um, we have made uh, a ton of investment, even in Wi-Fi services, extending our Wi-Fi uh, capabilities in our centers so that folks, if they're uncomfortable, can connect uh, to the labor exchange right from their vehicles out in the parking lot rather than coming inside if, if, they're, if they're uncomfortable coming inside. So you name it, uh, from a technology standpoint, we, we've gone there. We're in the process now of moving a lot of the workshops uh, that we used to offer in person, uh, taking those to a, a virtual platform. And we have moved a lot of them. We're not 100% we're not there yet, but yeah, I think this has forced us to move a lot more quickly in that direction. Microsoft Teams. I didn't know what Microsoft Teams was before Me COVID. Me neither. Me neither. Now that's I'd be lost without it. Almost a year later, uh, if I didn't have access to Teams, you couldn't. <laughs> you know, it's staff. like how am I communicating with yeah. my people? So, yeah, it's. It, it, I I look at the world we live in today, and there's there's some of it that has come out of this that that I really I really like. I was on a call in our office this morning, talking about you know how to hold a bunch of committee meetings in a short period of time before our next board meeting. And I just made the statement, I, I think I can do six or eight a day. Yeah. Because I, with Zoom, we can just turn it on, shut it off, turn it on, shut it off and and deal with it. You know, you couldn't do six or eight meetings in the old way of doing business because it'd be people coming in, sticking around to chit chat, you yeah. know, this and that. Now you, you know, put the agenda up, you run the meeting, say goodbye, click it off, we're done. Save some trees, you can now you know, just right. share your screen, show the documents and navigate through them that way. I think that's really impressive. One of the other things that we kind of got the kick in the butt to finally do is, is uh, e-signatures. You know, even for our contracts with employers, for our agreements with, with job seekers who are signing up for training, we've now put you know, electronic signature in place so that we're not you know, exchanging paper, mailing things, having people to have to come in and sign. Uh, we've moved moved in that direction almost overnight. And we've been talking about it for 15 years. Yeah. So that's great. That's great. You know, talk specifically, and you mentioned it a little bit, but uh, from the employment standpoint, um, 
COVID has certainly impacted the workforce. There's been some growth, some retraction, but what are some of the businesses that have grown during COVID that you've seen? Or is it certain sectors or certain types of products that we're, we're making in, in the community that you've seen, wow, we get a job order from them, they need to hire another you know, 5, 10, 15 people. Are there certain employers out there you see doing you know, very well? Because I think public perception might be that everyone's having a really rough time. Yeah, it's hit or miss. I can't, I, you know, I don't want to name specific employers without having that. Or just sectors, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Again, I think, you know, with manufacturing, we've seen, we've seen quite a few. I know that um, Miller Industries, for example, they are so overwhelmed with business. Uh, things are, are, are going so well there for them. Um, they, can't, they can't even keep up with, with production orders. Some of our machine shops that I've talked to uh, in the region that are turning down uh, jobs because they don't have the capacity to keep up with the volume there. Of course, healthcare. Um, we've seen a number of folks in the healthcare are just desperate uh, uh, for help. Um, so if a parent or student relative has a kid coming through the school, uh, school system right now that that maybe for financial reasons, or maybe it's just not their cup of tea, not looking at entering a two or four year college and they wanna, they wanna get some skills, what, and they wanna stay in the area. What are you seeing the demand for? Is it still the welding and machinists, electricians? You know, what are some of your, if you had to make a David Letterman list of the top 10, I won't make it go all the way to 10, but the ones that you see a lot of, um, what, what is it? I, I, we hear when we're out doing our business calls, it's, it's welders, we hear that a lot, but. What are you seeing? What's, what does the data tell you? Well, it is all that, uh, and we have employers right here, right now, that 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 need to fill those jobs. Again, I'm looking at uh, semi-skilled production, machine operators, machinists, um, in healthcare, nursing. Um, we are always, as you know, uh, in this region, inundated with demand for for truck drivers. But I'm thinking more five, ten years out. You know, with the automation and and the uh, and the driverless trucks and I, I don't know I can't imagine us getting there in the next five years but um, you know I'm always thinking trying to think about those types of things what can we do now to prepare young people for jobs that may not necessarily even be right here uh, but they're good jobs and they can work in those jobs from here um, and I always go to th the technology um, and I really think that that, that, that computers and high-tech not that we have, you know, we, we do have some of those jobs here, but we don't have as much as I think um, as you're, you're seeing in other, other parts of the country. And it, even talking to our own IT uh, staff who, who service us, it's near impossible for them to find folks to add to their staff because they could be growing. I, mean, I talked to, 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 to um, a couple of those organizations, one down in Newcastle and one up here in Hermitage, and he tells me too, he's turning down business because he doesn't have the capacity to serve all these companies. From the workforce from side. From an IT perspective, yeah, on the workforce side, he can't find enough people who are qualified uh, to, to work for him that he would trust to send into one of his, his business customers and, and meet their uh, IT demands. So I think we can do, I think, a better job uh, from, from that perspective. I think we need to look, you know, down the road of, of what's coming and what opportunities are there. At the same time, we obviously have customers, businesses here who are struggling uh, to meet those demands. So we've got to continue to address those while also looking to, to, to the jobs of the future. You know, the other thing that amazed me from uh, being in your office is just the amount of data that you 
have. We've had employers call us and say, hey, I'm taking on this order, but for the first time I, I need a carpenter. What's a good carpenter wage? You know, we're <laughs> able to call you folks yeah. and you have a, you were able to deliver up almost like a packet of information to us just built around that one job or some of the ancillary jobs just around carpentry. So, you know, talk a little bit about that because I think when we think, when we talk about the uh, West Central Job Partnership, we're always looking at it from the employee standpoint, but you spent a lot of time talking to employers, not just about their, what skills they need, but also how to structure that job based on you know, industry standards and what the region is paying for that particular type of worker. Exactly, and we have so many resources at our disposal to help employers not only with that wage data, but also in helping them uh, take a closer look at their uh, uh, job descriptions, um, the way that they're classifying their jobs, career path models that are out there. Um, of course, there, there are sources of information that we've used over the years to help us uh, with labor market information, the U.S. Census, the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Pennsylvania has a great organization uh, called the uh, Pennsylvania Center for Workforce Information and Analysis. We call it CWIA, an acronym that works. Um, they've done an excellent job over the years at refining their online platform and getting more uh, higher quality data in real time to be able to look at, at forecasts and projections. But then also recently in partnering with groups like Penn Northwest and even Lawrence County Economic Development Corporation in, in Newcastle, we've been able to secure the Chimura Jobs EQ uh, platform, which has enabled us tremendous to, to, oh, to this really great, cool it's this. It's a great tool. Yeah. yeah. Talk just a few seconds about that because it's a great tool. Sure, yeah. This is a proprietary tool. These folks, um, this is all they do is data. And uh, it's an it's a, a internet-based uh, system where we're able to go in with this licensing agreement and look at everything from soup to nuts in, in terms of workforce development and economic development trends for, for our area. Not just for, for Lawrence and Mercer counties, but we can compare data here, uh, dem different demographics um, and labor projections, wages, but not just for our own communities, but juxtaposed to Pennsylvania as a whole, even uh, defining our own region over into Ohio. As you know, Rod, we work yeah. closely with our colleagues just across uh, the Ohio border. So we have the ability now to custom uh, down to area code levels, uh, define our region and, and extract data um, using this tool. And it's the, the data is accurate um, and uh, they've got reporting mechanisms built in. Uh, that are just tremendous and, and offer us the flexibility to, to build reports based on the end user's need. Yeah, we have our members now calling us for some of that info. We're just rolling it out and we're trying to figure out ways to market it, but just talking about it in this context, uh, hopefully someone listening to the program says, hey, I could, I need to call Penn Northwest or yeah, I need to call Eric Carmacy at the West Central Job <laughs> Partnership and, and tap into it. Eric, we're gonna take a, a very quick break. Uh, we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk uh, a little bit about your path, your career path, uh, where you're born and raised, how you came uh, to your job. You're a sharp young guy, uh, making Mercer County, Lawrence County region your, your home. We're gonna come back and talk about that right after this. Can you expand and grow? Then Mercer County, Pennsylvania is the right place for you. Whether your company is involved in manufacturing, technology, logistics, health, or business services, shale gas exploration or retail, we can help. 
Mercer County, Pennsylvania offers low-cost land, valuable infrastructure, a quality labor force, and the right financial tools to make your corporate expansion an affordable reality. Mercer County is only a day's drive to major markets including Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Buffalo, New York City, Chicago, and even Southern Canada. Companies like GE Transportation, Joy Cone Company choose to make it in Mercer County, and Penn Northwest wants to show you how your company can also make it in Mercer County too. Our team of experts will help you expand and save dollars. How does Penn Northwest do it? How does Penn Northwest save companies so much money? With a combination of low interest loans, grants and credits, tax abatements and even tax free property. Here's the best part. Penn Northwest will do most of the work for you. Just click on the button below and get the process started. Or you can first get an idea of how your organization can make it in Mercer County by using the savings estimator located at makeitinmercercounty.com. You'll see that expanding your business in Mercer County, Pennsylvania is the move that makes the most dollars and cents. Call Penn Northwest Development Corporation at 724-662-3705 for more information. And we are back on Discover Mercer County Business. We're joined today by Eric Carmacy, Division Chief at the West Central Job Partnership. Eric, I'm very interested in this segment of our program, really digging deep into my guest and uh, how they came to this position. Tell us a little bit about your background and then segue that into what is your leadership style? You're a young guy, but you got a lot of people reporting to you across two different counties, and uh, it's a big job, and I want to know how you do it. Yeah, I mean, I was born right here in Greenville, Pennsylvania, uh, 41 years ago. So I've, uh, my mom is from Newcastle. I grew up in Neshanic Township, still live there today. I've got three young kids under six, so I stay busy at home. Uh, too, but uh, I graduated from Grove City College back in 2002, and a few months later saw an ad in the newspaper uh, for a job development position in Newcastle, and I thought, hey, this is an opportunity for me to stay close to home, to work in a professional environment, and um, so I, I applied, and, and uh, 18 years later, uh, I, I'm still here. Yeah, but there's got to be some stops in between that kept you going. <laughs> so there, there were, and I had um, some really excellent mentors along the way uh, that that encouraged me, uh, that gave me the ability to, um, to to form my own path here, uh, and and to recognize that um, you know we can do some really great things. You know, as it were, a nonprofit organization. Um, so, you know. There are a lot of intrinsic rewards. Uh, I've had the luxury of working with a lot of different people, a lot of different businesses over the years. And to see people whose lives have been transformed and changed for the better uh, as a result of the work that you do, um, you know, there's no amount of money that you can put on place on that. So it's an, it's an awesome thing. Um, in terms of the leadership though, uh, yeah, that's one of the greatest things I think about our organization is our staff and our personnel. We've got a lot of people who stick around. Retention is not an issue for us. And I think and that's- And why do you think that is? Do you think that culture allows people to really buy into the, almost the, the socio socioeconomic mission of retraining and training people for life-changing you know, work? I do, and it gets back to those intrinsic rewards. I think we've done a really nice job of, um, of, of hiring good people and then training them and giving them some autonomy to go out 
and, uh, and, and trust to do their jobs effectively. And we have, uh, that's not to say that we haven't had our share of challenges over the years, but we've got uh, just, just an amazing group of people. You know, we, we operate in a business where, you know, you have a new governor comes in, you have new legislation, where these programs and services that we operate out of, they change. They evolve, they change. Um, and we've created, I think, a workforce that is agile um, and has the, the sort of the institutional knowledge and expertise to be able to adapt. You know, as, as new programs are rolled out, there's almost like nothing we haven't seen before. You know, I mean, yeah. we've got folks on our staff who sort of roll with the punches. And I think a lot of that goes back to the, um, you know, the leadership that we had where, you know, I don't think we've ever let folks get totally comfortable in one job. I mean, we, we, we talk a lot about um, cross-training uh, between jobs. We like folks to, um, we've moved, maneuvered people into certain uh, uh, different programs and responsibilities. For example, somebody may be working with adults today who are working with dislocated workers or youth next year, you know, so, um, because as the funding pools change, um, you know, oftentimes you have to maneuver and manage staff in that way too. So, and then let me let me just stop you there because obviously you had a pretty quick rise through the organization now to be a division chief. Did you touch a lot of those spots on the org chart on your way through? <laughs> Absolutely. I think I'm in my fifth position now. Um, like I said, I started sort of at the bottom of the of the, of the pyramid there with. Uh, as a job developer, so when I started, I worked with, I could be working with um, folks who were receiving uh, welfare to work type of assistance who had a ton of barriers to employment and my job was to try to get them gainfully employed. Um, I was also working with dislocated workers at the time and writing OJTs. I think I wrote 57 OJT contracts in my first year. Those are job. on the job training contracts. Exactly. Yeah. So forging new relationships with businesses. I think in some ways it helped to be a little naive in that position. Uh, I had a lot of doors slammed in my face from time to time, but you just keep, keep forging ahead. And then I was fortunate enough to uh, get promoted to a workforce development uh, manager position back in 06 when Rendell had job ready PA. Uh, he started talking about industry consortia and trying to bring together smaller groups of employers in, in industries in, in regions and threw a lot of grant funds at them. And those funds actually helped us introduce new employers to our system and establish relationships with employers here. Now over the years those funds dissipated and unfortunately a lot of those companies have, were, have been bought and sold since. We had retirements. And when you don't have the funding there, uh, it's harder to give that kind of customized attention to them. But then we had uh, interstate region, uh, federal grants, discretionary grants that we went after and working with our colleagues across the Ohio border. And we were able to attract a ton of resources for this area to start looking at what are the commuting patterns, not just the Erie and Pittsburgh, but east and west uh, over to Youngstown and so when we see what's going on over in Lordstown, you know, with the electric vehicle and all the ancillary businesses, how at West Central Job Partnership do you see Mercer County being able to benefit from that from a workforce perspective? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing is is we are, um, this is a region. You know, we've, we've never looked at ourselves or defined ourselves by any one city or community. This is, I mean, we are uh, a shared region. We really look at, at a five-county uh, footprint here for, for Eastern Ohio, Ohio and Western Pennsylvania. Um, we've always sort of felt that about ourselves. So 
Um, what's good for them over there in, in, in Trumbull, Mahoney, Columbiana counties is going to be good for us too. We've got workers who, who are mobile and will uh, will go to work over there. Unfortunately, when you see a Lordstown Motors, uh, you know, uh, shut down, you see that the facility shut down. We've got workers affected in, in that regard too. So, but is there a job retraining component there? Perhaps as the as the EV, the electronic or the electric vehicle comes on board and you know, all the other ancillary businesses that are starting to erupt uh, around it? Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, I just talked to a, a, another nonprofit organization over there that's working with that. Uh, they're almost serving exclusively as their uh, recruitment arm. Um, and they talked about coming over here to set up some some designated uh, recruitment time in our, in our career link downtown Sharon. So they want to work with us. They want to talk about some of the resources that we would be able to have to help some of those companies over there as well. Eric, that is fantastic. I, I could go on and on and on. Unfortunately, we're running down. Uh, we're running down on time, and uh, I, I do need to wrap it up. But how do people get in touch with the CareerLink or the West Central Job Partnership, whether they're uh, a worker looking for a new job or to upgrade or to get retrained or an employer that's uh, looking to avail themselves of your services? What's the best way to get in touch with you? Yeah, the best best thing to do is to give us a call, and I can get a, get the phone number out. Um, obviously, the website, too, is, is www wcjp.org. Um, you can stop in and see us at the Career Link anytime. Uh, we're at 217 West State Street, right downtown Sharon, behind uh, Ryer you'll Shoes. Be, you'll be open for right by Ryer Shoes. I think you, I, right. I stepped on you there, <laughs> but um, you're going to be open for business again. And uh, you've gotten approval now from the state to reopen your doors for walk-in traffic or at least appointments beginning when? On February 16th, next Tuesday. Okay, fantastic. It's been a long layoff for you, right? <laughs> it has. It's been off and on, but we're looking forward to getting back into a recurring business model here. Awesome. Eric, it's been great over the last several months getting to know you and your organization. You do such a great job. I'm, I'm thrilled you came on with us today to, to talk uh, to our employees and employers about all the great things you have going on such a sharp young guy. And I want to thank you, our audience, for watching this edition of Discover Mercer County Business. Again, I want to thank our guest, Eric Carmacy, uh, for making it in Mercer County. Uh, we're producing this show in the state-of-the-art uh, TV and radio studios in the James Pettus Communications Center on Teal's campus here in Greenville. We want to thank the students, faculty, and staff who have helped bring this show to life. If you have an idea or a suggestion for a future edition of Discover Mercer County Business, please connect with our improvement movement team on our website at penn-northwest.com or call us at 724-662-3705. And remember, you can also find out more about Penn Northwest Development Corporation by searching for us on YouTube or connecting with us on LinkedIn and other social media platforms. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Discover Mercer County Business, and we'll see you again next time.